And we're back. Another episode. The haters couldn't keep us away. One more week. You know, last week we uh, we did a DP, and how'd you feel about that? You know, um, I was nervous going in that we were going to be recording for like maybe two hours. Yeah. But there were there were moments that like I was about to steer us off off track, and someone was like, "Nope, nope, we are DPing here. We are DPing. <laughs> you gotta focus. You know. Um, focus. And so this week we uh, we kind of decided to do it again. We liked it a lot. You know, I don't, I like, I like kind of going off tangents. It's one of the mm. things that I like about our podcast. Yeah. But I do think that it was nice to be able to review two artists that I think we really wanted to review both. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And this one, I think it was more that I wanted to make sure you, Simon, had something to listen to this week. You really threw me a bone here. You know, so you, you. Had, you could be a, you could be a more active participant for maybe one of the <laughs> albums versus the other one. I don't know what you're talking about. It just I, something, you know. There was there was a, a point where you're like, "What do we do?" And, and as soon as the op, the opportunity for a DP came up, you're like, "Yes, yes, please, mm-hmm. please." So. Of course, we are reviewing. Well, we have to explain. I think we don't. We have, right so far, we have we've gone probably like at least twenty times saying DP, but haven't really explained what it is. Yeah, obvious. So obviously, <laughs> DP stands for double feature. But the P is silent. Um, <laughs> PF. You've never seen that before. Feature double. There was something like double something. I don't know. <laughs> DP. We're getting double pod. <clears throat> Double pod, sure. double double, you know, double penetrated, but like in the ears. One ears listening to one thing, another ears listen to the other thing. That's how I usually listen to it, music. You know, it's just it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, I will tell you that this week is one that I there's been quite a bit of stir of a people going hubbub. a lot of hubbub, a lot a lot of people going. <laughs> what are they gonna? What are they? What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? And a, a lot of people talking about this this mm. this album. A lot of thoughts. And then some people talking about the other album. Yes. Yeah. It's been a little bit of... Smaller bit. crowd, but very enthusiastic. <laughs> Always enthusiastic Always crowd. Always enthusiastic. And so the, the two albums that we're reviewing this week mm-hmm. are The Loneliest Time. Carly Rae Jepsen. And... Midnight's. Taylor Swift. The highly anticipated by some. And uh, there's, there's one person that came to mind when we were thinking about doing Taylor Swift that... Mm. Um, He's been a long-time listener. Long He's been on the pod listener. before many times. This might be, his, I think, his third time. Is it? Um, oh yeah. my God, you're right. Third time. How many people have we had on three times? I think Miles. Miles. Kelsey. Of course. And our our guest, Luke Hello. Miller. Hey. Luke, Hello. welcome back. Thanks for having me. Season four, five? Season three. Oh, three? three. Season Jeez. three. We're getting wow. there. You know, the seasons are just a full year. I don't know. Like, yeah. it is It is what it is. It I know is it's like, it you know, TV's like eight episodes to 23. That's we're, right. We're a full calendar year. You know, Big Brother's got less episodes than we do, I think, at That's this right. point. I did binge the whole first season of Severance, speaking of episodes. Oh. oh and? It was great. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. I, I watched episode one on my plane ride back from Colorado oh. this last weekend. It is still to date the only Apple TV show that I've watched a full season of. Not Ted Lasso? Not oh, the morning show? Sorry, I lied. Ted Lasso. Okay. I watched season one. Okay. Morning show, I have not. 
uh, dipped my toes into yet. Season two is rough. Well, no, season season yeah. two is just like, come on. Off the yeah. wall bonkers. They off the wall. It really is off the wall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way or a... You know, both seasons were kind of <laughs> off the wall, I would say. And I would... But season two kind of doubled down. They didn't know what they are going to do. Sure. There will be a season three. Of course. So... Yeah, of course. <laughs> Lord knows what to expect with that one. Mm-hmm. Maybe Reese will have a new accent, a third new accent. Right. Um, this is also off topic. I'm sorry. I know we said we wouldn't go on tangents, but I went in for my prep appointment today, and I'm literally getting test results in real time. That could be a fun game. Oh, no. Just announce what my... Ugh. What if it's bad? Well, you're my... going to bring your mood down. That's okay. I don't have chlamydia. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. You heard it here. Have you ever seen Girls Trip? With Tiffany Haddish? No, I haven't. But yes. I've, I've heard it's amazing. When Tiffany comes out of the um, doctor's office and her girlfriends are all waiting and she's like eagerly like, oh God, what STD shows? And she goes, it's only chlamydia, y'all. <laughs> 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 and they all like celebrate in the office. It's Very so that. Very that. <laughs> Very that. So yes, I'll, uh, I'll keep updating everyone as my results come in. We'll say, so um, since we last recorded, I have gone to two different shows. One, oh. Griffin. I saw Griffin at Red Rocks. Red Rocks. Oh. I finally got one of those like baseball jerseys that the EDM queens wear. I've I just noticed that that was a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. And I, I got a Red Rocks like it feels, limited edition uh, one. Really cool. It feels kind of hetero. And then on Sunday, I saw Cannons in the Knox. Hmm. I wanted to go so bad. It was, I mean, like Cannons will never be an artist I want to see live. Never. I've seen yeah. them twice now. Yes. And both times I've been like, hurry up. Because yeah. they just don't got the stage presence. They just don't. Do you like Cannons? You showed me them, and yeah. there's a song by them called like Bad Dreams. Dreams? Yeah, yeah. Bad, yep. Dream. Bad Dream. Bad mm-hmm. Dream. Um, and I love that song. Great I listen song. to that song all yes. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't like dipped into them. Okay, gotcha. Love yeah. Purple Disco Machine, though, and I saw that oh. they featured them. So the Knox, yeah, like they play, it was like a fun little dance party. But what's so sad is that like, yeah. Sometimes with concerts where there's two big names on the the bill, mm-hmm. um, people leave after one. And I'm not kidding you. Like, I want to say 20% of the crowd left after Cannons. Really? Yeah. Well, that was a Sunday show, wasn't it? It was a Sunday show. Yeah. And it was a late one. Like, I didn't get home until midnight. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. E- but I will say that, like, I was feeling very hungover still from the weekend. <laughs> And I was like really not wanting to be there. Yeah. And my like bad bowel movements came back. <laughs> They're back. They came back. Oh god. And you I was like, this fucking sucks. I've gone to the doctor twice now. Don't That's go to me. Minji. They charged me five hundred dollars for a twenty-minute Zoom consultation. What's Minji? Minnesota, uh, Minnesota GI, whatever that stands for. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But honestly, I am raising the red flag. Do not do specialty clinics. Don't I will die it. before I pay that. Don't out. do it. What? So here I am, and I think I've solved the riddle. I, okay. I am taking a a, a playbook from um, friend of the pod, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yeah, big friend. And um and doing some activia, oh. as well as some kombucha. Good. And I'm taking Got, a probiotic. I am health. Mm-hmm. Got health queen. I am doing all of the things to wow. get some good bacteria in there. And exactly. so far, yeah. so great. I've been taking a probiotic for years. Yep. But yeah. I have to say that like some of it has been like, come on, Aaron, breathe in, <laughs> breathe deep, breathe, breathe something, out. breathe out. <laughs> 
you know. Louis so, Bob in there. <laughs> but like when the Knox came on, it was like so fucking good. It was like dance, <laughs> dance, party, having a good time, swirling and twirling. Loved them. Ugh. Y'all need to see them. They're so good. Oh my gosh! Well, but now time for artists. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Lucas, tell me a little bit of your background. Should we start with Carly, our girl Carly? Mm-hmm. Let's, go we... with, let's go with Serge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Tell us about your your past history. Um, I first heard Carly when the rest of us did in 2012. Yep. I was mm-hmm. not familiar with her. Was she an idol in Canada? Yes. Can- Canadian idol, yep. So I didn't know anything about that. I just knew that song that we all knew. And like, mm-hmm. I loved the song. And then, of course, I hated the song. Um, <laughs> very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. Mm-hmm. But, and, then, and then she followed it up with, I really, really like you. And I was like, oh, Tom Hanks. Like, because Tom Hanks was in the music video. That's and then funny. Emotion came out. And I was like, whoa, she's going to blow up. Like she will never like she's gonna she's a mainstream pop girl and she never became she one. She never did. And in many did. ways, I think that's really exciting because it's like this well kept secret. But I think like Emotions like the greatest pop album of the 2010s. So uh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a really good one. I, I I also obviously heard that song. I don't think we need to name it. Mm-hmm. It's been named. That name. We've all heard it many times. Many times. Um, and then really fell off the map with her because I hated the song so much. Same, I yeah. refused to listen to her. That's happened to so many artists for me. So many. Royals Lord. Yes. It took me until like late <laughs> melodrama for me to be like, okay, yeah. maybe, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was Aaron who was like, no, you gotta, you just gotta. Gotta jump back forget in. Forget that happened. Oh, yeah. You also probably, Lucas, said that as well. Mm-hmm. There are multiple sources being like, you just got to forget it and get into the new stuff. And boy, yeah. were they right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I was like, how could no one have told me about this earlier? And of course, everyone was like, well, we did. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't listening. The, the, the gays have this like pulse on like what is good music. And we like, mm-hmm. whether or not the artist is, is like big or not, we know that they are talented, and we know, right. like, oh yeah, this is yeah. this is the goods here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll say that one. We also have reviewed Carly on the pod before, absolutely, with have. friend of the pod Blake. That's right, emotion. Who sent us out the saloon this weekend? <sighs> I need to go back to saloon at some point. Uh, go back this upcoming weekend. It'll yeah. be the best weekend to do it. Halloween? Yeah. You yeah. know, it's so packed. Oh, I love it. It's it's like crazy packed there. I don't like, but I'll I'll probably. I mean, Lord knows I'm gonna end up there. I mean, mm-hmm. Lord knows. The last few weekends I have been able to go because I've either been out of town or my your your body. My BMs have been Gee, keeping me inside. I haven't been since Pride. Wow. Okay. Well, you know I. <laughs> it's been like a month. So like for me, yeah. not as bad as you. But oh, yeah, it's been. A minute. You don't like going to something though. I think it's like the devil's playground. But yeah. Yeah. Urine is also clear of chlamydia people. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Um, In terms of my relationship, it's very similar to Simon, where, like, Call Me Maybe truly, like, took me out for um, (laughs) Carly. But then when I Really, Really Like You came out, I was like, oh, she can really do these pop earworms. Mm -hmm. This, she's gonna exactly, like, be like a star. Like, what? But then it kind of just, it, it fizzled, and I was like, okay, well, if the public doesn't think this album's good, then I'm not going to pay attention to it. And it wasn't until Cut to the Feeling. Oh. I still remember Pensacola Pride a couple years ago <laughs> when one. it came out, and it was like the song of Pensacola Pride. Mm. And it still is, I, I would arguably say, mainstream, Call Me Maybe is the number one song. I think anyone else 
that has like an ear to music, Cut to the Feeling is like her number one song. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's a real good one. In terms of just like even even like when she's playing it, it's like her final two songs yeah. are Call Me Maybe yeah. and Cut to the Feeling. Yeah. Because, it's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. It's a great song. Um But yeah, and I've loved her ever since. I've loved emotion, dedicated, dedicated, side B. She is a queen of a side B. She always will do a side B. Uh, and there's probably gonna be a side B here too. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably get it, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think there's 64 songs that she has ready. (laughs) She's like so prolific. Yeah. More so than like Lana Taylor. Like she writes like 200, 300 songs for an album. Her her creative process like gives me anxiety a little bit. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how she creates so many songs. I would be someone that's like, let's try and fix this one song that's like not working. Like, yeah. Versus make something brand new. But I do think, like, I've definitely had moments where I've like written in my journal, like, Mm little things that'd be like this would be like a good one or two lines you know yeah, but obviously Absolutely. I'm not a songwriter and obviously I have not really done anything with that journal but like not yet not yet, not yet. maybe one day maybe one day <laughs> that's right okay um moving on to our gal um Taylor Taylor Swift Swift um Luke do you want to go first again uh yeah um Taylor is probably like my pop queen Mm. i think every gay guy has like an artist that they pretend to be in their car and for me that is taylor swift (laughs) um i think (laughs) what do you mean by that that took me a second like Like, when she's playing and you're singing along you pretend that you are her on stage like okay maybe that's just me maybe i'm (laughs) a bigger fag than the both of you but the truth is is like i guess size queen size queen (laughs) I guess in many ways I feel very connected to the ways she is flawed and that there are some similarities in how I am flawed so I feel very close in that regard as I think a lot of Swifties probably do I would love to explore what those similarities are um (laughs) uh, insecurity for sure I think I can relate to her on a level of people pleasing um I feel like she is obsessed with um, success in the same way like mm-hmm. a lot of gay men are in that like the more successful you are the less gay you appear to be so I must prove people wrong okay yep. um, mm-hmm. velvet very velvet rage I'm going very therapeutic here but yeah. then in many ways too like I think she also stands up for herself in ways that the public has always hated and I always really have admired that because I also have kind of a mouth so do you do you think you also are the type that just likes to put pointless riddles and things in everyday speak so that is one of my least favorite things about her <laughs> I have nothing in common with yeah um, I, I would do zero marketing if I were her level of fame I would just truly, like, I would just drop none it. yeah I, and I think in, yeah I don't give a single interview. I still, like, I still am, you know, well, she does the interviews because she wants, she has, like, I guarantee, there's, I think there's, like, an interview for Lover that she did with, I think, I want to say it was James Corden or something, Mm -hmm. where they both, like, she pretty much gave James a script of, like, this is what you're going to say, this is Mm -hmm. how the interview's going to go, because she wanted to, like, the whole thing to be, like, littered with Easter eggs. So everything she does, like, I don't think that she needs to do any of those things. She just does them all. She enjoys it. She has fun. And it's like, girl, stop. No. When, when she put, like, when I found out that the breathe in, breathe out thing was that she used in coronation for, like, her being, becoming a doctorate was like, I was, I was like, girl, that's a song, that's a song lyric. You, bitch. 
That's also like a very Bed Bath & Beyond like wood ornament quote. Yes. Like that's not like a... Hey now. Yeah, she doesn't get credit. <laughs> no, she, that, no, she doesn't get credit because you know who did Breathe In, Breathe Out first? Our girl Hilary Duff. Oh, yes. Well, and we have no choice but to stand. We love Hilary on this pod. We love Hilary on this she's pod. A, she's, a, she's a queen. Up there with Vanessa Hudgens. <sighs> I think Vanessa Hudgens... You, Before or after her leaked nude in 2007. Absolutely after. Yeah, we stand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't rank them. But I mean, for me, it was after um, I watched every single Princess Switch. Yeah. With <laughs> I couldn't believe the level of acting. She can do it all. <laughs> in three characters in the same movie? Forget about it. Forget it. Um, for those that don't want to go back to our first episode, Folklore, or our last episode of season one, mm-hmm. Evermore... Or pretty much every episode in the first two seasons where we talked about <laughs> Taylor came up at some point. Yeah, it's true. Um, Obsessed. My relationship with Taylor has always, like, it started with Fearless. Uh, people in high school were, were obsessed with, with Taylor, and I didn't really get it. And I remember Speak Now actually came out while I was in high school. And people, like, skipped class to go get that damn CD, like, the physical CD, and then spent the rest of the day in classes looking at the, the little lyric book to circle all of the uppercase letters mm. to find what the hidden message was. Oh, oh I didn't know wow. she was doing that back then. Oh, yeah. This oh. was like a back then thing. Yeah. She's been doing it. Girl, she's like breaking Navajo war codes. She's really doing the whole thing. She's doing it. But uh, I kind of fell off the wagon a little bit when she went into the, the more poppy territory of Red in that I still mm. liked her, but I was like... Oh, she's like being changed because of her label, blah, blah, blah. Little did I know that she was the one wanting to do it. Um, and then f- I think from then, I started to also get this kind of feeling um, that it was kind of like she was a little bit more corporatized. And when 1989 came out, I loved 1989. But she had the lines of like boys kissing boys and girls kissing girls or whatever else, or boys and boys and girls and girls. Mm-hmm. And there was. Um, but she wasn't doing anything. Like you had all these other artists and all these other like famous people with, with their platforms using their, their platform for good. And she was over here doing nothing. She was the long for the, the fame ride. Right. And yeah. then Reputation came out and uh, she was like, everyone's talking about me. Everyone just like the press is obsessed with me. And it was during like the 2016 elections when like yeah. literally no one cared. Yeah. And it just felt kind of a little bit off-putting. Well, and so and that's like... white supremacists started to like... Rally like, around her. Rally around her. And she's like, oh, I guess gotta probably say something now. And it, it, it finally, with the album Lover, she finally was like, you know what? Gays. We love gays. <laughs> we love gays. And she baked cookies. Okay, but every pop girl preys on gay men. Like well, every single oh, for one. Sure. I, I, but yeah, she, she, she didn't up until Lover. No, I know. She had two pop albums where she didn't. <laughs> That's because she had aged out of the straight people pool and yeah. was like, "Shit, we need people to listen to this music," 100%. which of course is gay men. Every every pop girl dating back to Mad- Madonna made that playbook. Li- yeah. But yeah. literally, Taylor Swift is the most listened to artist I think like ever. Mm-hmm. And so for you to say that like the straight stopped listening, I think she was more just like, "How do I make more people listen?" Mm-hmm. Sure. But I'm just saying, like, it's not unique that she's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to create a song that gay men are going to stream to the end of time. Yeah, yeah but there are, there are the, the artists that I feel like are more, like, you can kind of tell that they're um, 
authentic in in using their platform for what they want to use it for. They write songs about it, etc. It took her a while. Anywho, mm-hmm. Lover, I kind of was like, okay, yeah, I'm, a, I'm kind of a okay about it. And then Folklore, Loved, Evermore, eh. It was fine. Didn't really listen to either of the two um, re-release stuff outside of like the main songs. And now we're here. Yeah. Simon, what about you? Uh, I think there's a lot of feelings about Taylor documented in my life on the podcast. <laughs> um, I would say if I were to remove Taylor from the music and she were just like a pop, you know, like a like a, a supernova just floating in space that released pop music every now and then, I'd probably think it was like above average to good, but not anything that like, like a Kylie that like, I just become gayer when it comes on <laughs> and I just like, ha- I just become a fan boy mm-hmm. all over the place. I think what it is with me and Taylor is like, I think as a person, she ticks every box of mine that's like, I find yeah. that to be annoying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, like Luke said, she like needs to be successful. Mm-hmm. She needs people to like her stuff, which is like a personality trait that I just like, I find so exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's so much. It, it, yeah. I mean, j- the amount of effort she puts into her promo. <sighs> I mean, it does pay off in dividends, though. Like, this album release was. I'm not saying it's not working. A cultural event. It was like a cultural event. But mm-hmm. this is another thing for me. How much of it is talent, and how much of this is. Tree Payne, who she's got on lock <laughs> for her PR. No, I will tell you, I see shit like what I'm about to say. You see this in her promo cycles. Some random journalist somewhere, like maybe not even a journalist, like a tweet. They're like, oh, was her saying sexy baby a 30 rock reference? And like as if that base level is right smart or intelligent or if 30 mm. rock was the first... Right thing to term, you know, coin the term. Sure. And then someone hears that, and all of a sudden it's in an article where they reference this again. And people pick up stuff with this on Taylor and make her seem like she's some sort of, like, ingenue genius. I don't think she is. I think we have created her as this, like, incredible songwriting genius, like, pop icon... And I truly don't get it. Uh, I, I do not understand. I am not. But you, Luke, see, do you want to defend her? You see this in every album cycle where it's just like, we credit her with stuff where it's just like, I don't think that was even a thing. I think where I differ, and there are, art, for example, like, I hate Marvel movies. The God, world loves I can't. I love them. The world love them. loves them. And so, like, I think they're making people stupider. That is my cinema is dead. Yeah, correct. go see Tar um, in theaters now. Yes, <laughs> amazing. Kate Blanchett, Oscar. Yes, it's happening. Um, Maybe so Michelle like, Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. Maybe. So it's I, tough. I, I get that. Like, because yeah. she is Marvel in music. Like, but I think where I fall out of place is like, to me, she's the Beatles. As far as like the Beatles became famous for their songwriting, love songs, emotional stuff during the mm-hmm. '60s, which should have been all political, like Bob Dylan. Um, the Velvet Underground, like there was a lot of political stuff going on and the Beatles 
took the world through. by storm <laughs> with just love songs and like easy breezy teenage yeah. girls made them famous in the mm-hmm. same exact way teenage girls made taylor swift famous and now she's them that's pretty like boring. right yeah. um and so i think and again like i love her so there is a little bit of bias there but i can see through like it is extraordinarily annoying that she has to be both the homecoming queen and the valedictorian yeah right um mm-hmm. but also she is not only just popular like she's been awarded by her industry many times and right. she's critically acclaimed so mm-hmm. these are three different governing bodies that are saying like she's doing not governing something. they don't Governing as an opinion, <laughs> sorry, but like three different The bodies. government of pop culture. <laughs> 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 the three legislative branches. Exactly. And they yeah. all, they're all Swifties. So. There you go. I, I would say I'm somewhere in between where I 100%, I actually, I agree with like all of your negative comments, Luke, about kind of her feeling like she needs to take on all these hats. And I do agree, Simon, that like, I think all of the things that she does, like does, truly bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I roll every time I, I find out that like, oh, it's like this- Demi Lovato level. No, no, I <laughs> for you, different reasons, yeah. but it's the same effect for it, me. It, yeah, <laughs> I, I can see that. I can see the connection there. But yeah. I think Demi, I don't know how intentional some of the things are, <laughs> as much as like she's she's falling over herself. In every sense. We'll never see Demi tour again after this. No. She's over it. One, and I know we're, we said not to get off topic, but I listened it's to a happening. podcast and it was Ann Powers and Sam something. And Sam, Sam Smith. Uh, um, it was Sam S, but I can't remember his last name oh. to save my life. But he basically was like, she is so talented. She bothers me so much. And part of why she bothers me is because I always look at her as if she's 16. And like, there's been no emotional read development. Oh, yes. And he said... And why do I think that when I've been listening to Beyonce since she was 17, I've been listening to Adele since she exactly. was 19. Exactly, yes. I think we all read this article. And Anne yeah. made this really profound statement that like kind of knocked me out, which was like, well, and Anne said it like almost immediately, like Taylor doesn't yet have children. Mm-hmm. And so like the world doesn't like a woman who pretends to be a man or who speaks out in the way she does or who just isn't giving herself to another human. Right. It's like that this, you you as a person in society become different or like a more evolved woman when you have children. Mm-hmm. It's like this like archaic belief, but it does run deep in our like perception because once I read that, I was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. Yeah. But I mean... I- Yes, and I would also say that she feeds into it. Like, the stuff that she does is very, like, elementary, like... I'm not disagreeing with you. You know... I'm not even. I'm not disagreeing with you. Where I want to disagree with you, Simon, Mm -hmm. is that I do fully believe that she is one of the most talented musicians of our time. I will say that. So it's like, you almost have to take the good and take the bad. Yeah. Take them both, and there you have Taylor Swift. Yeah, and it just it it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. And that's kind of, I guess, the relationship with Taylor. I try. I will say, I try to approach every project non-biased. Mm-hmm. Same, same. In some yeah. episodes, I've had a like Bjork took a little getting used to. That I was really proud of. Well, and it is, but I figured it out. It's really hard when you don't like the artist to like their stuff. Like, for example, Kanye West is dead to me now, oh, and God. I loved his music, but like, I will never listen to him again. Chris and Brown. I haven't been listening to Chris him. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the last Kanye West album I listened to was um, Pablo, Life of 
Like, oh yeah, Pablo. And ever since, it's just been no, nope, I can't. I don't think I ever have. Ugh. He made some pretty incredible beats, but he yeah. he tarnished his legacy, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So speaking of tarnished legacies. Should we move on to... <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's not an appropriate Great segue. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not. It's yeah. not. Should we talk about an untarnished legacy yes, in right. with um, The Loneliest Hour? America's Other Sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Surge. Surge, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, this was uh, kind of from the get-go when we got Western Wind. As, I think that was the lead single, right? Mm-hmm. I, it felt a little different from what we are used to getting. From I was very Carly. scared about Western Wind. Yeah. Were you? Yes. Oh, okay. it, very yeah. country. I was like, Carly, I don't need you to go into country. And the color palettes switched yeah. up a little bit. The vibe, the the wardrobe. Everything. Everything yeah. is definitely a little bit, hmm, okay, this is different. It's different, yeah. Hmm, what's hmm. she going for here, you know? I, 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 hope I actually, so I didn't mind Western Wind. A lot of people didn't like it, but I love Vampire Weekend and Rostam produced it. And I, of course, didn't know that until looking at the track but mm-hmm. or track listing. But then when I did, I was like, oh, like that's kind of cool. But I almost wonder, do I just like Vampire Weekend? And that's why I like this now? Because I never listened to I it. I was not threatened by the single. I didn't love it, but I wasn't like, oh, God. Um, but then when I heard it in the album, I was like, mm. it makes sense to me. Mm, yeah, mm, it's still I, not a, it's still not your thing. Well, I mean, it. So going into the the album, I guess, and kind of a little bit about my thoughts on the album is this. One of the things that I really, really appreciated about um, Dirt Femme and even Big is they really had a cohesive beginning to end theme, and the songs all kind of played into that. Mm-hmm. This album really feels like it just is a compilation of songs she wanted to put out really yeah it doesn't it it the songs all kind of do different things Mm -hmm. and sound pretty different yeah i definitely don't think it's her most cohesive like journey no an album and i listened to an interview because i was like what is going on like why why am i having a tough time with this album Mm -hmm. i listened and she was like yeah, the like emotion. I was really trying to go for that '80s feel and dedicated. I was trying to go for this '90s feel, and I, with this album, I kind of just wanted to do whatever I wanted. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, it kind of suffered a mm. little bit from a just. It didn't have that cohesive journey. Like Western Wind doesn't sound even remotely like um, what was the second single? Um, Beach House. Oh, yeah, they're definitely no. Like different ev- every song she's put out has been kind of just a different, different song. Mm-hmm. And I love Carly, but it, having the songs all have a different kind of feel made it so this album wasn't one that I wanted to like really go back to as an album. Mm-hmm. I think it. Interesting. There's a, a lot to it that it just didn't necessarily do for me. Um, and so from that, it was. It, I would honestly say between the two albums, I found found myself defaulting a little bit more mm. towards Midnight's, yeah. just because I didn't get the same cohesive journey with um, the Loneliest Time as I did with um, Midnight's. And so from that, it kind of just I don't know. It didn't. It didn't land the way dedicated, dedicated side B emotion all did. Mm-hmm. What about y'all? Um, I definitely think there are a couple tracks that if they were just like moved or just taken out entirely, I think would change 
the pacing mm-hmm. of the album and really improve it. I agree. Um, and while I don't, like you said, I don't think it's her most cohesive, I still really like this album while acknowledging that it's definitely not her best. Right. Uh, yeah. I think, um, like I said, there were some confusing moments just in terms of like, it feels like some of the transitions are really jarring from this song to this song. And, you know, um, we're so used to like right now in current era of music, mm-hmm. the amount of like, you think about Renaissance, think about Chromatica with all mm-hmm. of the easy transitions that like kind of they build on each other. Yeah. It's definitely this one. There were actual blank spaces between songs. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Aud- like mm-hmm. not audible silence, but inaudible silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of felt weird. Yeah. Um, I, I, going into this, I thought this album would be a chore because like I said, I haven't listened to Western Wind since really it was released. Mm-hmm. I r- really didn't like Beach House. Um, was that the, was that the band 303 in there? The guys? Oh God, I hope not. I, I don't, <laughs> I think it, when I hear that song, I think of 303 and I'm just like, what's going on? Ooh. I didn't like the Rufus Wainwright d- really? uh, duet. Mm-mm. It was too chaotic and it didn't. It went viral. I'm shocked. I really didn't like it. Um, Are you a Rufus fan? um, Not so much. Like, I guess it just, it was a chaotic single. And then I just kind of was like, oh, I'll listen to the album. And then, of course, I should have kept listening because I think the fourth single was Talking to Yourself, which is great. Bob. Typical Carly. Yeah. yeah. That's an emotion. Very good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I I really did like the album once I got there. Yeah. My three Mm -hmm. least favorite songs were the first three. Yeah. Really? Uh, did you like Beach House, Aaron? I feel like it's quite divisive. You know, so Beach House came out at time of, um, what was it called? Market Days. That's right. And so some gays were listening to it nonstop. I was not. Mm. Also, I I very much with this album did truly try to not listen to any of the, the singles going into the album review. Yeah. Because I think I, I made you listen to it. Yeah. To one like, or two. Yeah. The music video you have to watch. <laughs> the music and the music video does help. I yes. do, the, mm-hmm. the big thing I didn't like about it was just how much like male vocals were prominent on a song that was hers. Yeah. It felt mm-hmm. like it was more like more on their side. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, it's an okay song. It's an okay song. Okay. I think I probably liked it the most out of us. Yeah. But I know some friends that like they are, obsessed with this this yeah. the song um mm-hmm. so i know i'm gonna be watching that that damn music video <laughs> at least a couple times with them it's gonna be what it is yeah um i found it overall to be easy to go back to like i wasn't dreading having to like oh i gotta do another listen and make sure i'm understanding the album like i felt for the most part like i got it and it she was trying something different which for her is mm-hmm. like she doesn't really do different Often or yep. like ever, she she thinks that emotion <laughs> and dedicated are two different sonic sounds, and I'm like, I don't know about that. I, yeah, 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 no, totally. There, um, so I was proud of her. I liked the album. I did. Me too. Yeah. Um, there are it, and there are a couple of examples on there of like, oh, this is just like certified banger, total banger. You know, um, I'm on, I'm on the camp of flop. Wow. wow. Not like I I don't Damn. think it's her best body of work. No. I don't think it is um, a cohesive album. It's not an album that I would ever want to go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really don't see myself wanting to listen to it beginning to end because of mm-hmm. the, the lack of cohesiveness and because there are just, it, there's so much better music. Like I, I really was like, can't wait for this week to be done so I can go back to <laughs> Big and uh, Dirt Femme yeah. because 
I think yeah. it mocked us out. <laughs> How are you, Lucas? Where do you stand? Uh, I'm giving it a bop. Oh. Mm. So we got two bops That's right. mm-hmm. and one flop. You know, ultimately, I had a great time with this album. It's a bop for me. I, like, yes, could one of the bonus tracks easily have replaced a couple on the main album and it been a better journey? Like, mm. it's just, like, little editing things like that, I think, are right. the main issue. I'll definitely go back to this album. I enjoyed it. I was really surprised by her slower stuff, like uh, Go Find Yourself or whatever. Like, that was a really pretty song that Loved I didn't that know how, that she could do that. Yeah. Like, I did not know that she could make me feel in that way, I guess. Mm. And it was very significant, I think, culturally in a generation who confuses validation for connection, like, all mm. the time. Right, <laughs> right. Because it almost seemed, like, sad, but then bitchy at the same time of, like, okay, go do your zen trip and, like, yeah. figure yourself that. out. Yeah. Um, so two, two bops, one flop. Um, who wants to go first for their top bop? I'll go. Um, mine was the loneliest time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's, let's give it a listen. listen. defense what do you mean (laughs) that was the loneliest time indeed no um i don't know it just really did it for me i um i'm not like super familiar with rufus and his work but the little i've dipped into i really like so when i saw this duet i heard it i was like the it really it just does it for me I think it very much, the song it very much feels like a story mm-hmm. a little bit, or at least gives that story vibe of like coming over and having that moment. And then it kind of pans out into the stars, mm, yeah. like very, very, um, I would say movie cinematic. cinematic cinematic is probably yeah. the right word to use yeah. in terms of just the production and the way that it comes mm-hmm. to life. Um, Only notes in the music video, the scene where she's on the piano is 10 seconds too long. It's, <laughs> you gotta switch it up. Go yeah, something else. I. This is also her most. I think it's. I think it actually is her number one most like TikToked song. Really? She's like mm-hmm. gone viral with this song. How do you pay? Is it, do they track that? Is I don't. It, I don't. Oh, I, I you've th- just seen do. TikToks with it on. There. No. Oh. <laughs> they do track it. I don't know okay. how, but they do. I know. I have never had TikTok, so I, same, I same, same. Yeah. It's like I think what she's are like they, four or five or something. What are they doing with this song on TikTok? Is there a dance? It's the, I'm coming back for you, baby. I'm coming back for you. Who can predict this stuff? No one. That's so weird. The Chinese government probably can. Probably. They've got it figured out. Chinese government and Walmart. I think Walmart purchased it too. So it's those (laughs) two combined. That tracks. Dynamic duo. That tracks. Um, But yeah, Luke, not a fan as much. No, it just is a little chaotic. And Mm -hmm. looking at the album, not that I think everything needs to like storyline make pl- or take place in order but sure. it made no sense to me why that was the closer i, I think it was yeah. i think it was the the oh gosh rufus will do a song with me well the <laughs> album's already complete because i guess looking watching the video and having the captions too it was like it's these two people who went apart and then they came back together after mm-hmm. having right. the loneliest time so perhaps it's like this fairy tale that i missed upon listening but i would have opened with that but yeah two canadian legends mm-hmm 
She looked really pretty in that video. I always forget how pretty so she is. Pretty. Yeah. She's so, she's so pretty. So pretty. The the extensions are a lot. I mean, <laughs> her hair. We're gay. The extensions are a lot. <laughs> her there hair in this era. Time. Yeah. This hair era is not. <laughs> none of it is good for me. No. The the Pharaoh wings are about fifty years too old. But. I'm not mad at it. Even no. the shorter hair. I was like, oh, I, was like I liked the shorter hair. I uh, like it. I like it. It's almost like for me, she can do no wrong. Like she just she just doesn't do anything that offends me. Oh, I'm, yeah. no, no, I'm not, not offended. offended. I'm just like, let's help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just give her the benefit of the doubt yeah. on like everything, including that wig that is definitely not it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Love you, girl. <laughs> Luke, uh, yeah, what was, Lucas. You, Luke. Said, you said that you, in the commercial break, you said that you already gave away your top five, but I don't remember what it was. What was it? No. It is a go find yourself or whatever. Oh. Um, well, let's give it a quick lesson. Let's listen. Go find yourself, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a slower song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, also, was a more forgettable song. Mm, disagree. Disagree. That's my top pop. That's your top pop. I do agree with Luke. Um, what you said earlier about this one—it's very different from what she normally does, and I yeah. think she did it really well. Mm-hmm. I think she did do it really, really well. But again, in the, it just keeps echoing the fact that this album is just a. A mixtape of different tunes, mm-hmm. you know. It reminds me, like <clears throat> placement-wise and vibe-wise, of um, "Now I Don't Hate California." After all, mm-hmm. I love that song. Now I also love that song, but mm-hmm. I feel like whenever I ask people if they like it, they don't. Oh, I feel like typically, you know, I yeah, think, yeah, they're oh. like, I don't get it because for me, it's also kind of a different vibe than what Carly normally does. It's just a little different. I feel like that one was, was, was that on Dedicated Side B? Yes. Yeah, Side B, I feel like, was just such, such a cohesive, like, beginning to end. It was kind of wild how cohesive it, it was, was for so Side B. I was mm-hmm. like, okay. Side, my, side A had the, the bops, yeah. but also had some flops in it. Side B was, like, just cohesively so good. Mona Lisa Smile. Come on. Come back. Oh, literally, you can't go wrong with that album. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm. So good. But yes, this song, I think, by itself, not in the echo chamber of the album, great. But that's where, again... I do think it should have been the last song. See, and I think pairing-wise for the track list, if she starts with The Loneliest Time, where she's making this plea to her ex, like that, okay, we've spent time together, let's come back. This is like the acceptance that should be the closer of like, okay, go find yourself. I, yeah. You could could probably find a way to to take these songs and put them in a different order to make it... Mm-hmm. be more cohesive but mm-hmm. yeah we weren't and there I think one thing I liked about it too is I was so like it like stopped me in my tracks of like when I listen to albums I try not to pay attention to the songs too much and I had to look at my phone and be like what the hell is this song oh. um it also it sounds like Miranda Lambert like mm-hmm. could sing it um which is weird to think about like Carly in that lane 
And then I pointed it out to you in the bridge, but there's one like guitar solo, or not guitar solo, but like the chords are, mm. do your ears hang low, but it's to the tune of like Leonard Skinner. So it was yeah. just really, really creative <laughs> and cool, like yeah, the cool. bridge going into the final verse. So I, I, agree. I love this song. It's a good one. Um, Aaron, what was your top box? Surrender my heart. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to have to... Hear you sing the whole thing, Aaron. <laughs> we'll be right back. Consider my heart surrendered, if you will. I just, I love, I mean, this feels trademark Carly, run away with me, like all of those, that that vibes. And also has this cute kind of tone of being like, and I think, I don't know about y'all, but I can relate to being like kind of hardened and always wanting to, to break it off before I mm-hmm. get my myself heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And I think what she's kind of doing within the song is she's going, you get the benefit of all the shit that I've like put everyone else through. Mm-hmm. I think I'm ready to open myself up to you. I'm trying to, but I think I, I do wonder, I don't, I, I don't think that she's necessarily like there. She's fully surrendered it. It's more of like, I want to, it's her anthem mm-hmm. of like, I want to surrender my heart. I want to take those, those barriers down mm-hmm. because I think there's even a moment in the beginning where she's like, um, all the good that you do, I'm like not take. I'm I'm not um, taking it for. I'm taking for granted. Mm. Um, I don't know. Cute song. It's a good one. It'll do well on tour. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, crowd pleaser. Which she already did tour, so it's. Like... Oh, she did. She is yeah. touring. She is touring, right? Currently, it's close to the end of the tour. Oh, she she didn't come here, did she? She came for Pride before uh, the tour even started. Yeah, that doesn't count. It didn't, doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't, count. It doesn't no, count. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think she only sang, I already forget the name of it. Western Wind. Western Wind. That I was the only Winter one. Wind, and that's Mumford. Winter Wind. Yeah, no. Um, I do have to say, like, close follow-up for me on this album was Shooting Star, because it was as Kylie Minogue as she could be while still being Carly. And I was just like, oh, this song's so good. I had to say it. Well, I had to say it. we have one last uh, thing to do here, and that is Biggest Flop. Okay, I'm starting. Ben's. Just get it off the album. Yeah. Not just a good one. A little strike through through that one. I didn't I did not like uh going into Joshua Tree. I mm. was excited mm. about Surrender Your Heart, and then into Joshua Tree I was like, okay, this is gonna be a little bit more of a random album. <laughs> sure. And that's where I was like, we it, it starts so strong and then it kind of goes into like, oh okay. yeah. Sure, sure. It just again, placements, it Joshua Tree probably could have been a fine song. Yeah. Just I, where it's placed. I think alone it's a great song. Probably. But probably I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Luke? Be- uh, Beach House. There's a line where she says something about your mom cooked. It was good though. Like I I just hate it. I think it's so bad. I'm gagged. I and I that. think she's the queen of like pop music for real. Like t- over Taylor, over it. Like sh- nobody can write music the way she does in pop, but like mm-hmm. I that song is not for me. It's a hard no for Luke. Yep. Hard no. Hard no. And speaking of Taylor, we do have a second album to review. That's right. This is the the D part of the DP. 
the double. The oh, this, oh, oh. So Carly's the P and she's the D. Yeah. Well, she's the first D. Yeah. Well, who, who knows? But we're we're, we're now we're now into um, Taylor Swift's tenth album, Midnight's. Me, me, midnight's. Midnight's. <laughs> um, did that yeah. set the tone for you for the album? It did. Yeah. I'm aroused. Yeah. You know it. The, I was annoyed. The, <laughs> the the promo going to this album, she was like. I'm going to announce it as I win an award because she knew she was going to win an award. The whole world knew she was going to win. Yeah. yeah. So what award was that? Video of the year. What video? Oh, 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 oh! Oh, I wouldn't give that the video of the year. Ten minutes. I thought it was very sweet. It was, but I love Taylor Swift. That's a lot of minutes. God. No, it's. I love the song, the music video, and no, but, but, (laughs) but crazy. It. (laughs) It started this whole thing, and then she was just, it was all about Midnight's. The theme of this is like... Midnight's. And then Midnight Madness and Mayhem and the whole thing where she was like releasing track title by track title on TikTok by like doing it every midnight, releasing a a new song. She was doing this on TikTok? She was on the TikTok. It was, you know, she... She did all she needed. She did everything she did. And then, like, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is, like, Teletubbies, everyone was, take, was like, joining the parade. <laughs> Teletubbies. They did a tweet, the, like, in the same, like, Midnight's, you know, oh, album God. cover. It, one thing I will say, because I'm also, we've talked about the marketing, it is very annoying, but I almost feel like she's trolling us at this point because she talks about how insufferable she is. And she does, there are times where it's, like, she's kind of clueless, but then there's times where it's, like, that's wild. That is wild. That's the Teletubbies tweet is wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sure, here, go ahead and read the, that. The fact that I don't know who this is, Popo or who knows, <laughs> is holding up yes. a lighter, Fam- holding up a lighter. Yeah. <laughs> Famously the yellow Teletubbies in Popo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Side one, side A is custard haze into new, new blue into hugging heroes and snow on the hills. Big hugs, kid. <laughs> Time for Tubby Rain. Actually, Big hugs, kid. Actually, Poe is the name of a Teletubby, not yeah. Poe Poe. <laughs> then there, side, side B is Tubby Toast. <laughs> Silly things. Okay, I'm back on board. Teletubbies did be, that. Be hugged. <laughs> Home dome. Bottom bumps. <laughs> okay, Teletubbies, rain it in. That's called the herps. <laughs> Sweet tubby custard. And we find, we, we finish off with, eh, oh, mind. <laughs> oh, no. That was, that was, thank you for that, Teletubbies. I love yeah, the internet. It was really just good. The thing that people do. The, it was really uh, good. No one gets it. A recruiter on LinkedIn tried to work out a recruiting post. To midnights, oh, yeah, no, and I no. wanted to just LinkedIn will kill me someday. That's the worst social media platform. It is, yeah. The worst influencers on the internet live on LinkedIn. They do worse than any other platform. I don't use LinkedIn. Do you guys use LinkedIn? No. I have to for work. Well, I sometimes look at jobs. I have access there. to like my work's LinkedIn like page, so I oh. do our LinkedIn, oh, and so it's linked to my, like I go through my account to get there. You yeah. don't get, you don't get paid enough. Mm. It, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. I, I, I go tough. on, like I'm not kidding you, probably once a quarter, and That's... I'm like, nope, still nothing here. Nothing. And I have like lots of requests from people of like, join my network, and I'm like, I don't give, 
Who uses this? <laughs> I'm not saying this to be cool. 50 messages a week from salespeople, like, oh, like selling marketing. And so I don't even check that anymore. And no. it's like, everybody gets that. Like LinkedIn, they need to do something about that. It's, it's a but, wild west on LinkedIn. I'm yeah. just going to say that. Which goes straight into this album. Yeah. Wild West. No, no. Yeah. I will say that this album is very cohesive. Going into the album, I think uh, the rumors on the street were this was going to be uh, Taylor Swift's melodrama album. I didn't and get that vibe. I don't know about I don't either. No, no. And but like I had many friends that were doing that. And the other yeah, thing. No, too, I saw that too. Yeah. And the other thing too. That they're like, oh, Mastermind is sampling Supercut. And I listened to Mastermind. I'm like, I don't think it is. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that also was just like baffling to me was, and this is just like Twitter culture, I think, but like people were reacting the same way to this album as they were to Renaissance. And I'm like, uh. the, the gifts and the way you would react to this album and that album are like two different beasts. Mm -hmm. I think it says a lot about the gay fan base of Taylor. It's I, I, <laughs> not, not everything is like high key drama. Everything is like no. over the top. Oh my okay, gosh. What happened on Twitter? I just had what many, is? many people like using like, you know, like black women reaction gifts being like, oh, I'm afraid this album really slaps. Like, oh. oh I thought I was going to hate it, but I really actually love it. Find me yeah. a black woman who reacted like yeah. that to Taylor Oh, uh, probably not. Honey. Probably zero. Glozell. I think Glozell. She probably for video. <laughs> Nicki Minaj congratulated her on Twitter. I was shocked about that. Don't they have a song huh. together? Mm-mm. Oh. Nicki's She's behavior like, congrats, is Mama. always confusing to me. Yeah. <laughs> She's wild. Mm -hmm. Someone, um, I forget who it was, but someone... Some like um, news article source was like, um, who was the artist? Some artist, like Karma, really is that bitch. It was Iggy, Iggy Azalea. Azalea. Yes, and he and, and, it. yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So Iggy Azalea just tweeted about generally about Karma, um, and some Swifty fan account took that and said like. Something to the effect of like, even Iggy Azalea is crazy about Midnight's or whatever. And, oh. and Iggy was finally like, love Taylor down, but I was just talking about <laughs> karma. regular karma. Regular karma. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants a piece of the pie when it comes to Taylor yeah. on yeah. the internet. Yeah. Everyone, Everyone wants a clever tidbit. And it's like, I think you're all reaching a little bit. It totally. God. Yeah. No, I... We don't all need to participate, but at the no. same time, I think from it, it turns into this like weird cultural moment that I think just insane, you know, adds fuel to her fire a little bit yes. that says like this behavior is okay, Taylor. Yes, we enable her. Going back into the album, though, one of the things I don't know about y'all, but I'm not kidding you. As I listened to this, like I would listen and I'd start like move on, but then I would have songs from Lover stuck in my head. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. I Mm -mm, that didn't mm. happen for me. Like many times, and I, to me, it started to like paint the picture in my mind that this album is really like the way Evermore is Folklore's kind of B-sides. This is almost kind of, to me, the, the flip around of Lover and the fact that like sonically and melodically, it sounds very similar to, to huh. Lover, but with like a... A little bit more of a like a, a little a less, darker undertone, a less poppy, like maybe a little more moody. I was gonna, yeah, but moody. still the same synthy, the same kind mm -hmm. of like. There's a, there's a lot of synth and layering, like 
her vocals especially, like everything is so layered. Yeah, so she played layered. around with the productions a lot. A lot. Song, which I appreciate. Which speaking of, uh, he who shall not be named is back again. Back, back, Jack back. Antonoff. Well, you know, we're, we're doing the Jack Antonoff episode. We also did CRJ, who is famously uh, like attached at the hip as well. I'm mm-hmm. starting to think he needs to take a hiatus from the pop girlies. I don't think he does. I don't either. I, I think, think he does. I, I think they he's... like working with him and he lets them do their thing. I think he just amplifies their ideas. I don't think that he's necessarily the one that's <sighs> pushing things his own agenda and his, all of the artists that he works with don't sound the same. Like okay. you, you'd have to admit that Carly Rae Jepsen sounds like Taylor Swift. Are you ready to do that? I think that there are some artists that he and Lana sounds the same. Dumbs down. Um, NFR was like for me his peak, mm-hmm. where I was like, I can "This is absolutely peak Jack, Jack Antonoff." If he does anything that's half as good as this, I, I will echo that. I think that is a masterpiece album. And so, if you listen to it, you wouldn't think it was him. No, I wouldn't listen to it. There you go. NFR is so good. It's so good. It's not for me. It's not for you. Uh, no, I just. It felt like this album was taking bits of different Taylor eras and trying to kind of play around with it in a new way. Um, So for me, it was kind of less cohesive than some of her other stuff. Um, Honestly, to me, it kind of moved forward like the first time I was in a K-hole. Where, like <laughs> everything was so much effort. Like one step was like, oh my god, this is so much effort. And I was like, is this? How long is this? Yeah, I had those two thoughts. Mm. Yeah, I I think um, the first couple times I was listening to it, it was obviously this weekend where it was heavily EDM themed. And this, yeah. I remember like the the night the day before the album came out, people were in the group chat being like we're going to listen to Midnight's front to back on the party bus. And, and like when it came out, we were all like, yeah, no, <laughs> not going to do that one. Um, That'd be an interesting I think vibe. it's so funny how shocked people were that it was going to be an introspective sad album because she literally leading up to it said that it was about the things that like you like they kept you up at night. night. Yeah. So I'm like, why, why on earth did you think it was going to mm-hmm. be like this lover me thing? I, <laughs> I have to say, say just the concept on paper, like really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Love the idea. Lo- love the idea. I will say that I think that even like lyrically, I don't think that this album, I think she had the, th- she had the theme in mind and she kind of had this idea of what she wanted to do with the album. Mm-hmm. But I think that she couldn't resist doing the jabs and doing like some of the things that like she, she just can't help being Taylor. She can't help being Taylor a little bit with it, and Sometimes. so there there were times where it just kind of was the the, the scooter Braun line stuff where she's kind of talking about like how he has like lawsuits and stuff against him right now, and like she might have delivered the letter or something. Yeah, it's like girl, you already won. Like you're but one of the most famous. Let's people move on, on a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's from her being introspective. I think there were many times where it was like unrelatable because what she goes through is not what any normal person goes through. Down. Okay, but she is like the most famous memoirist we have. Like looking at her as a writer, 
And She's got opinions. Taylor's got opinions. <laughs> and DJ said, our best memoirs? <laughs> She's like sleeping. She's like, I'm not reading that memoir. <laughs> but she is like, a, she makes self-portraits. She's a memoirist. So like, and for me, when I read a memoir, it's about finding myself in their story and mm-hmm. being able to relate and bridge empathy. And so like, yes, Vigilante shit is, of course, like a... Uh, a jab at Scooter Braun or Kanye or whoever has a rich, famous wife that's getting divorced from. Reputation vibes. Right. But like that is for when I listen to that, I turn that into like my life story because she uses first person and then Mm -hmm. that song becomes mine. Yeah. That is how I approach her stuff. Because again, memoirist, like I, cause you're right. She's a rich white girl who is extraordinarily privileged, but she does also have really unique challenges that. That no one can relate to. No. Um, well, yeah, like 20 people trying to break into your apartment or who have broken it. Like, that's crazy. That'd be chaotic. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's obviously she doesn't deal with like poverty, but like there's unique sets of challenges too that I don't even want to know. She well, doesn't have a real friend probably. Like they're all just probably friends with her because she's rich. Well, she do- she keeps being like, like I think the Dylan O'Brien and Sadie Sink are now her friends because of they were on her music video, which she wasn't friends with them ahead of time. And even think about like your love, think about dating and you're Impossible. the most famous person in the world. Impossible. And then this up and coming, Joe Alwyn had no career before he started dating her. Like, I'm just going to point that out. And I don't know their relationship. They're very private, but like I he's s- blossomed a ton. I have to tell you, I still don't know what he does. I don't actor. know. I, I don't know what he he's looks like. He's an actor. He was in The Favorite with Olivia Coleman. Oh. He was the guy that always beat up Emma Stone. <laughs> oh, and that which is a great movie. One of my great favorite movies. Yeah, I've yeah Fabulous. I've never I've never seen him, and I don't know what he looks like. He's in the Hulu series Conversation with Friends, Sally Rooney novel. That's right. No, no, That's yeah, right. it's just that he's he's <laughs> doing a lot of projects, but he was definitely an up and comer. And so, like, mm. I'm not saying that he doesn't love her because I don't know, but like, think about that. Like, that would suck. You would have to think about that. In yeah. Every okay, what's the movie <laughs> that Taylor's in where she gets pushed under a Amsterdam? Car? Terrible movie, but it you should watch awful. it. But it you should watch so it for the first bad. ten minutes. Ten minutes, okay. Because she gets run. Up, she gets. I mean, she gets killed. I mean, well, <laughs> but the meme, the meme, like that that. Five second clip is like it's just yeah. so funny. I find it interesting with no context that she agreed to be in a movie for like ten minutes mm-hmm. and her character just gets killed. You know, I mean that's the best she can do after cats, you know? Yeah. But oh, I think cats. given that, I give her a little bit of leeway as far as some of her maybe insecurity and narcissism, which I think are two things that are really closely linked in life. Um, because it's like, how can she not be insecure? in ways of like human connection because we all need human connection and that's something that would be really hard mm-hmm. in her boat i bet you if right. she hung out with rihanna for like a couple months hard just go enough. to jamaica smoke some weed <laughs> i think i think a lot would fall into place for taylor taylor does not do drugs we yeah, she's that. got a lighter on the front cover yeah, yeah. i think she was just about to light a candle <laughs> like, let's be real here <laughs> Girl, girl, like snow on the beach is not about yeah. doing blow. It's definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely not. But what do we? Th- how do we feel about that song? Because I will be honest, when I saw that Lana was a collab on this album, I almost died. I well, okay. and not in a good way. I was, you not know, excited. You know what? It feels like the purpose behind Lana is just to put her name on the song. I was a little confused because yeah. I mean, you can def. I will. I will. Go to bat to say that you can hear her. You can hear her like humming. You can yeah. hear her doing harmonies. Yeah. But we also know from all the other songs in the album that like Taylor will do eight versions of herself harmonizing with herself. Yes. So what's the like what's the point here? 
I don't know. I, I was disappointed. Um, I was really excited. Those are my two queens. It's Taylor and Lana. Like, mm-hmm. everyone knows that in yeah. my life. Um, and honestly, like, I'm fine if Lana does backing vocals because she has one of the most beautiful, like, high regit pitches, whatever. Um, but it's like she did that with the Dixie Chicks, too, where it's like, that's not a real feature. Like, Lord had Claro and Phoebe on Solar Power and, right. like, never did the feature. Right. But I think, you don't need, yeah. But with the feature, I think Lana's probably making money. Like, so there's that aspect probably too. Well, so like Dylan O'Brien, I guess, did the drums on one of the songs. On this song. (laughs) Can I play the triangle on something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. know. Just give me some money. Give me some money. I'll take $5. Um, The last thing I just wanted to kind of chat about in terms of songs is, did y'all catch that she fully sampled herself? And what? Oh, yeah, the Enchanted. No, question. For? It it starts with... um, out of the woods. Oh. I, I you, remember. I thought you were talking. Um, oh, that. Her bejeweled music video opens with Enchanted and ends with Long Live. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess mm-hmm. we're going to get Speak Now next. Yeah, totally. Wow. Um, I think you guys cracked the code. It's, yeah, Twitter already <laughs> did that for me. Yeah. But I think so, kind of going back to the, the being the B side of Lover in my opinion and kind of being it, it it felt like she kind of took a step back from where she was kind of going with folklore and with evermore mm-hmm. um i actually really did appreciate folklore because she wasn't writing about herself it and when when you have that like history of again kind of like you were talking about like the narcissism of like talking about your stories and talking about your struggles and talking about how people are talking about you yeah it gets a, a little bit tone deaf to me and that's what i really liked about folklore and evermore is it wasn't about like her at all it was her like imagining these stories going back into this it kind of felt like we took a step back into the lover territory and i honestly like didn't really love that i did actually i liked lover but there's some bops on there. I actually didn't like Lover. That's my least favorite Taylor Swift album because to your point of like knowing the media and trying to succeed, I felt she only did that because Reputation flopped in the public eye. I love Reputation, but I thought she's like, okay, they didn't like me mad, so now I'm going to be happy. Like that just seemed the least. It does feel like. It felt the least yeah. authentic. And, and yeah. I think it's interesting sonically you're hearing Lover because I think it's 1989 and Reputation mashed up. I almost think Midnight's should have taken out Lover and Lover like we keep 10 songs that are good and do something with it later but mm. i could you know what i well that's i would agree with you i because th- i definitely got there were definitely um yeah like vigilante shit is very reputation, so reputation. Mm-hmm. yeah and then question is very much um 1989 and so there very much is kind of a lot of the the, the same and it, it really does feel like i what i wish she would have done would have what would have been such a great 10th album would have been her going I'm gonna take inspirations and like acknowledge I'm gonna take inspirations from all of my past albums and put them into this because she clearly did Mm -hmm. that would have been a like a kind of a more revelationary kind of experience and it would have held true to the album Mm -hmm. but I yeah I don't know for me this album doesn't rank very high on my my Taylor Swift like rankings I'd probably Mm -hmm. put it right above reputation and right like in which is at the very bottom mm-hmm. sure i guess it's reputation and taylor swift um self-titled are like at the bottom but like mm. pitchfork thought, thought very highly of that one 
Though they have a boner for Taylor Swift. They fucking oh, yeah. love Taylor Swift. Oh, Do you yeah. think so? Yes. So that's funny. Yes. I read the Who review. Pitchfork. And I hate Pitchfork. Midnight's, they're awful. They're awful. Midnight's is her lowest reviewed on Pitchfork. Which is like fine because it's a, she got a seven, which is a good score. And people it's are freaking out about it. They're like, yeah. right, and Pitchfork. That's a good score. It's out of 10. It's a good score. But I hate Pitchfork because it almost feels like they're trying to be smart instead of right. And I hate when the like personality yes. is mm-hmm. overcoming the context. There's a lot of ego yeah. going on. No, I I I read the Pitchfork um, review, and I I think it to me it, there was a lot of things that did hold true. Of it felt like she attempted to be dark, and I don't think that she always landed it. Mm. In mm. the same way that That's I think fair. that like melodrama, yep, very much felt vulnerable, felt kind of like she was t- like opening up herself in in some very like insecure ways this felt kind of still a little bit guarded because there were the moments where it was like the lashing outs and the yeah. other things that just it didn't accomplish what i think it was supposed to yeah. yeah um i do agree in that like there are certain brands of taylor that i just find really inauthentic and i don't connect to like when she tries to be hard and edgy it feels like cosplay or something yeah it just doesn't work for me that's i i like you said when it gets like i don't know if less personal is the right word but like folklore was something that i felt like i could approach and there wasn't as much of like those taylorisms that drive me crazy yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know this i will say and i i i do love the album, but as far as like ranking albums, I would put this at like fifth place. Mm-hmm. I think like Folklore, 1989, Red, those are like untouchable, number like top three. Mm-hmm. And then I like Reputation better. Um, but I think the thing after listening the first time was I felt really like, oh God, this is the worst thing she's ever done. <laughs> after my first listen, I was no. nervous. I was like, oh no. And with each yeah. listen, this continues to just get better and better. And I think I am Jack Antonoffed out a little bit. Me just too. that I, the synth yeah. pop for me is just getting redundant and so it just felt boring yeah. it's it's like everybody and I love I, some synth pop same love it same. but yeah everyone's doing why it. doesn't he infuse some bleachers into it fuck yeah and, it's, and didn't he just do the 1975 album which yeah. is so good yeah it's so good does he sleep I don't know I, I think well I truly believe that he only gives what they want like these artists don't like he's not being like this is the sound they're the ones that are like here's what i'm trying to do what i think might be probably the the issue in why they some of the the songs sound the same or why there's kind of the same kind of instrumentals is he probably when they're like giving him a beat or they're giving him like a a melody he probably goes straight to like his synth to play it mm-hmm. and they're like oh that sounds good where he should probably like go to piano go to a guitar go to something else to like express that that melody but it's from that that they probably are like oh that's like that sounds good mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. so as an album what I'm, I'm having a tough time with is like i'm not gonna i don't think i'm gonna go back to midnights i don't think I'm gonna want to listen to this album. It's not because it's not like a cohesive album. I think it does still ring true even when it has its um, faltering moments. But I just think it's not one of the better bodies of work that she's done. And that's that just is my like hot take. And so from that, like this is also a flop for me. 
Wow. <laughs> Double flop on my side you're today. F- you're flopping on the DP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. little flip flop. How about you, Lucas? I'm curious. You know, I know where you rank it in the universe of Taylor's mm-hmm. discography, but is it a bop for you? Yeah, it is a bop. And like mm-hmm. I said, I was I honestly the first listen thought this was gonna the worst one, and then I listened to it a second time, and I was like, oh, she she did it. And I think I'm so used to her working in threes. She did three country. Red was crazy. Three pop. <laughs> Red was crazy. And then folklore and Evermore. And so I was expecting like a 70s Joni Mitchell singer songwritery thing. So I went in and sh- I was not expecting synth pop. So I think yeah. that was part of it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I give it a bop. I'm going to listen to this for the next two months. Sure. <laughs> Are you going to try and make it your Spotify wrapped number one? I'm on Apple Music. <gasps> Are you going to try and make it your Gag. Apple replay? I don't think it's possible because I crash. I listened uh, to for three months straight and only we love, Crash. We love Crash on the <laughs> about to, It's so good. Literally it's so, good. so good. I, I go back to it often. It is that if Crash gets beat, I will be shocked. But yeah. It really made me a Charlie fan. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Still so don't want to see her live though. But that's just me. She's so fun. Yeah. Um, Simon? For me, it's a flop, unfortunately. Um, it just didn't feel as approachable as some of her other stuff. And I didn't find myself excited to go back. There are some tracks that I probably will save because yep. I do like them individually. Hmm. No. Oh. oh. Um, can I give some late breaking news? Hot tea. Rihanna <gasps> is making her comeback Shut this up. Friday Shut the fuck with music up. for the back Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. Period. Oh. Period. Eee. That's very surprising to me. No. I thought she would be gone forever. I've, I've, well, in Super Bowl, it's like obvious. Do you think this is like the only track we're getting? No, no. we're we're getting a she, we're getting a full. She's doing the soundtrack. She, she's not the full soundtrack. Kendrick did the last one. She, you think she's doing the full one? Do you think she's curating this whole motherfucker? I, yeah. I, Have you seen all the crazy. female energy? That's in true. The, in the trailer, that's true. It's Michaela Cole. Like, yeah. It's there's so much. It's she's that doing would the honestly be such a serve. That's my uh, yeah. Prediction. But she she'd have to have her own album too, right? Kendrick didn't. Kendrick just said, which Kendrick's album, the Black Panther soundtrack, is fantastic. Fabulous. One of the best. So good. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, we might be getting a Rihanna Black. Panther That's soundtrack. the last Marvel movie that I enjoyed. Same. Black Panther. Well, there's a new one. Yeah. And I'm cautious about it because I'm like, I will go and see that one because I did like Black Panther. I will. I will go see it, but like at the same time, I'm cautious because I'm like, it's the third longest Marvel movie. No. It's going to be the third longest no. Marvel movie. There's so long. And there is so much, like, you pretty much have to regurgitate the entire storyline because, spoiler, <laughs> T'Challa's dead. And That's so, right. like, you're yeah. going to have to go through this whole, who's the Black Panther thing all over again. I bet you some fierce ladies fight for the title. <laughs> you know. <sighs> <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited. It'll be what it is. It'll be what it is. I am, I am, I'm going to go in and enjoy it and try and find things to enjoy about it. I'm just nervous because like, you know, when, when you have the episode of a TV show after like someone dies, it like, it's kind of a downer and sometimes it doesn't land. Or they bring in a new, a new actor for the character. Yeah. It just, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but we'll see what happens. But you know, you take, you take a half an edible and even House of Gucci feels like a walk in the park. And Ryan Coogler, the director is like a skilled filmmaker. He's not just like Ryan Coogler's great. So he'll do, he'll do well. That's good. Um, it's time to move on to (laughs) our top bops of the album. Aaron, I'm really curious. 
What did you, you go with? You know what? There were many times where different songs stood out to me, but I think that the one that even before the music video came out, Antihero is like mm. just a fun, good song. And also like, I think kind of has a fun message. Yeah, let's take a listen. Should we watch the music video even? Let's do it. Let's do it. Santa hero and that's that's a budget for a music um, video. so one thing that i did mention at the beginning of the podcast or the beginning of the the, the D, song the that I, I i would just want to bring up again is <laughs> i had like an epiphany that i think the reason why she doesn't really like go as deep or like kind of isn't as relatable anymore is because like the hardest drug she does is drink wine like, I think that she truly does. Yeah, I, out of nowhere, Aaron turns to us and just says, Taylor needs to do drugs. And now we said it, and I co-sign. Don't, don't tell me it's not true. It's absolutely true. No, she's, yeah, it's, she's the person that, like, it just, you never see her go full throttle. Right, and always in control, always, yeah. Get her some Molly. She, see what happens. I wanted to do acid. Feral animal. Yeah. That could really also fuck up her life, though, if she's not ready for it. To this point, though, I think one thing I do want to commend her on is, like, fame kills, Mm. and that's a stereotype, but she is, like, very well adjusted, for all intents and purposes. For all intents and purposes. Like, she is, like, very, like, she, we've never seen the, like, her driving into walls, like, never done any of that, and I actually really admire that about her. And she, she, I would say that she, I mean, even within this music video we saw, she very clearly is poking fun at herself throughout the entire music video. So self-aware. That's one of her very good qualities she possesses. She's very, very self-aware, self-aware, but I, like it's one of, it's one of those things where it's like you're self-aware, but don't action on it a little bit. Like, but that's such a they wrote that in Pitchfork, and that was the line that specifically pissed me off about that review because it's like that's everyone. None of us will ever be fully realized humans. We will we will never go like cross this bridge to like perfect but that is not possible not possible not possible and she's always going to be ridiculed because she's very wealthy and the most successful pop star working right that's now. not what i that, that's not yeah. what i guess i'm meaning i I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines in terms of like how she acts or even just like her acknowledging like the, the riddles or whatever else yeah that's silly she yeah. just can like she knows that it's silly and she knows that like people are kind of like she has groany it. about it and she yet she has to do it and yet she feels like she has like She's this compulsive it. need to do it. And it's like this kind of thing where it's like, I've had like talks with my mom where I'm like, mom, you, I know that there are things that I do that bother you. So I don't do those anymore with you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, mom, there are things that you do that you know yeah. are like triggers for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe could you ever, and she's like, I can't change me. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess um, I don't, this kind of feels like it's a one-way thing where I'm going to have to put in all the effort here. Mm-hmm. You are putting in all the work with the Taylor relationship. 
which yeah. would be on her. Yeah, it's not mutually I'm exclusive. Sick of it. That was with my mom, but like, I yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> Same with Taylor, I guess, <laughs> so too. Yeah, and that, that's that's I guess where I'm going. Like, you're right that we can't, we'll, we'll never be perfect, but we can always strive to be better for each other. Yeah. But being annoying on TikTok with clues, I mean, like, at the end of the day, it's like, who cares? Like, that's her prerogative, and yeah. like, she's the one that created this work. So, yeah. who are we to be like? Don't be annoying on TikTok. Like, that's, this is all she has. This is her life. This is her legacy. Like, I don't know. It's annoying. I don't love it. I would just drop the album on Taylor Swift, but yeah. Right. I think, and this isn't, I'm not trying to, because the thing is, is like, we have all put things on social media or whatever yeah. for the sake of like, it's you, the purpose. Yeah. You're yeah. just kind of doing it to share. And so she just has a bigger platform. So I get that. But I think at the same time, too, it's like, girl, you don't ever do... This isn't your normal thing. You do it only for your albums. Like, you're not normally just on TikTok doing things. I don't know. Well, I don't know. And with her social, that's a good point, though, because, like, we don't really get an end to her personal life, which I kind of am sick of all celebrities just generally. Like, I don't want to mm. listen to anyone give me advice who makes $100 million. Yeah. Like, they don't no. know anything. Yeah. So I actually like that she keeps it professional because it adds more mystery. Like, I want to go back to the golden age of Hollywood where, like, Betty Davis just showed up on red carpets and that's all we saw. Same. Right. Yeah. That'd be good. Same. Yep. Betty Davis just dropped the album. <laughs> she did. <laughs> there, was, there was a tweet. Um, <laughs> I think it was it was today, but it was, um, Taylor better enjoy that streaming record while she has it when Barbara releases Life at the Bonsoir <laughs> next week. It's over. <laughs> She's uh, toast. <laughs> so good. Of course, it's Nicole. It's so good. Uh, Nicole. Um, who else wants to go? Who wants to go next? Lucas, I think you should go next. My my top op is Maroon. Okay. All right. Let's take a listen. Take a listen. Take us on a journey, Lucas. Um, I am going to go out on a wild limb and say that's like a top 10 Taylor Swift song of all time. Um, one of my favorite songs of hers on Reputation was Dress, and this is like a twin sister, um, but I think so much more interesting. I think the chorus is one of the best she's ever written. I think the bridge into the third and final chorus um, and the vocal cadence change that happens there, it's very sexual, it's very ominous, it's very tragic. The like constant like shimmering synth in the background, the moody outro, I I love this song. This is this is a song for me. Yeah. What do you think, Aaron? This is so divisive, this song. But yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I think people have a lot of strong opinions on Maroon. Mm-hmm. Um this is my biggest flop. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I, I've seen I yeah. I've seen multiple people post this like this is my song mm-hmm. on Midnight. I don't terrible. I don't think it's a bad terrible. I don't think it's a bad song. It's just not the tailor that I click with. Like you go from I, Lavender Haze into this and it is just truly like oh god, fuck this. 
<laughs> that's it, so crazy. That's so you're not wrong, but that's so crazy. To me. It, it, yeah. it, not only that, like the song is is at least from my understanding, it's just about like I mean the chorus is pretty much exclusively about getting spilled on with some red wine. Hey, it'll happen. That, that's an like that's a memory. That's like a core memory yeah. in this song and in the story. I know, but like the that, burgundy on my t-shirt that, when you splash wine into me, have that the be blood a, rushed into my cheeks. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's but the chorus. Let that be a verse. Let that be a verse. <laughs> What's the chorus? I don't write know. I'm not the, the chorus, songwriter. Write the chorus now. <laughs> that's so great. I don't know. I feel. I feel like it. it the theme. I guess. What What do you think the theme of the song is? Heartbreak. And like this breakup that you can't get over, that the world's telling you to get over, that like you still just haven't made peace with. Mm. People are alluding to the fact that this is Jake Gyllenhaal because Maroon is, of course, a shade of red. Which I'm like, I'm tired of the Jake Gyllenhaal conversation. Like, let's just. I mean, if I yeah. dated him, I probably would never get over it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but in context, I think it's like, yeah, like chaos and complexity and. I see that in the production. It's really. I think it's interesting. I don't know if I love like. I understand why it's good, mm-hmm. like objectively good production. I think it's really layered and interesting, complex. There are like kind of twists and turns that I don't expect, but it's not like the Taylor that I like to listen to. Yeah. Um, I'm more of the like pop singy Taylor where this is very like kind of spoken word, almost like moody. Yeah. It's just like not like, like not the chorus, but like the verses are kind of like she's talking. I think to me that so if I was going to restructure the song, it would if this was a, if if the 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 wine incident was one of the incidents because I don't know about you, but like in those moments where I have like that heat of like not getting over something, mm-hmm. it's usually more than one thing. I go back and it's the laundry list, and that's where you could be using different verses to go through those couple oh, different things, and then having it be the kind of the way that those things kind of boil up and you can still have it be maroon, but the the, the different things you could probably look at me just like going in. <laughs> this chorus is crazy detailed though. Like I only said half of it. Like the other half is the mark on my collarbone. She talks mm-hmm. about the rust between telephones, which is what one is of that the best about? A mark, it's a hickey. No, no. The rust between telephones. Like rust is like a red like it can be red and yeah, a reddish vibe. I don't know if it's maroon. But no, but like I've never heard of rust between telephones. It's the telephone line getting rusted because it's yeah. not used. Yeah. So it's if we have a line between us, this is an unused line in in the song, and then it rusts because it's not getting attention. America's greatest songwriter. Never... <laughs> it's it's just a all right. I I know I, really I, I think it's, I don't I do the, the lips I used to call home like red maroon like <laughs> this is a very detailed. I gotta say I'm not song. really on air inside on this one like. It's not my favorite song, but yeah. I do think like there are songs that I look at where the songwriting from Taylor literally makes me roll my eyes, mm-hmm. and like that's the stuff that people think is like revolutionary. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off, seriously. But I think this is like really well written. I, I think it's quite quite good. Yeah. All right, well, I guess I'm in the wrong on that one, but I'm you're not. You're not wrong. I'm sticking Sorry, my hand in. I, I, I'm, I'm a Swifty, so like my fangs come out sometimes, but I just am like, oh man, no, yeah, no. not. Not, the, <laughs> not my song. Um, my top bop has been kind of a tough journey, not because I don't think there are good songs in the album, but um, like one thing will stick with me and then yeah. a different one will, and nothing's like 
really uh, got that grip on me. In this moment, I'm going to go with Bejeweled. Mm. Well, let's watch the music video for Bejeweled. Let's do it. Well, that was Bejeweled. No. It's just, it's like... It's digestible. It's digestible. It's not trying too hard. The theme's a little more general for me. It's just easy breezy Taylor pop. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm into with her. I don't need it. I don't need it to be like, but okay. So this, this is like her, you know, I like it better when she doesn't go deep. Uh, But this is exactly like (laughs) her. She says this is supposed to be like her dark album, like, or like her, like introspective. And then you have this song and you're like, okay. So, I, I actually see this as a little deeper, probably. I think this is like a dressed up sad song. Maybe. Tell us more. Um, I guess it's all about like a guy that she's with that she's not happy she's with and that she's basically going to be alone in this castle, like at the end there of the video anyway. She don't need none. She don't need no men. That's right. She happy. And like, again, rolling back to like, yes, of course, independent woman, blah, 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 blah. But like, we people need people. Like, we're not supposed to be on this planet alone. But Regardless I, of how independent we're supposed to be. We need people. But I, th- I think that like, again, that's where the tone is. It, it could land into like feeling alone mm-hmm. or whatever those, those tones are. But instead she turns it into like that one weakness is actually like, I'm going to be, I'm going to yeah. defy it. And that's yeah. where, again, like. If you're trying, and this is probably like she didn't say that she was trying to do her melodrama album. Yeah, people, said people, that. Again, people are saying that people pick up these crazy things. People, well, are and like people that. thought that this was going to be like a party album of like her going out, and I'm like, you didn't read anything leading up to the album. <laughs> no, but this would have been that going out on the town, partying midnight. At a you right. know, there was still a gay out there being like, Taylor Swift wrote this album while she was popping her pussy, yeah. doing a line of coke and yeah. poppers at the gay club O'Kerr mama. Well, you I, know, some people before the album even came out, like there, there's a, a a friend of the pod we can say, sure, yeah, that um, did an entire workout class to yeah. midnights. Yeah, that's dedication. Committed to it before the album came out. I was thinking about that. I wonder how that class went. It, I I hope that he would put on other songs. Mm. I hope it'd be like we're gonna play three different midnight songs to sure. to inspire. But like Snow on the Beach would be a tough one to get through. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a tough one. You're trying you're doing you're trying to do your best treadmill time and it's Snow on the Beach. Oof. That All was right. a, that was a contender. Maroon. For Snow on the Beach oh, was a I, con- I've ran to Maroon already. I, I have you. I mean, Snow on the Beach was contender for biggest flop for mm-hmm. me. Same. Oof. But what was your biggest flop? Um, my biggest flop was the song Vigilante Shit. Yeah. yeah. I could see that too because that all, like, I also don't like the reputation vibe and this is very... Also, I get vibe. a weird feeling whenever Taylor swears. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like, hmm, like, ooh, don't say that word. Yeah. You shouldn't be saying that. You shouldn't be saying that, yeah. Taylor. Again, and I that, never feel that way. <laughs> well, that might lead back to like this thing that we exactly. as a society do yeah. where we go, she's 14. Like yeah. we do that, and it's like I do that myself. Where it's like, whoa, has she grown up? But and then it's like I have to. Is but okay. And the other part of it is the when she goes that vibe, it feels like put on mm-hmm. a little bit. You can't. Okay, so you can't say, 
I, 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 I don't think you can say we as society as well as say she it had grew up with as a child star and so she, this is just her behavior yeah. it's got to be one of i mean there can be parts of both but i think that like she's perpetuating it too because she does these very like childish innocent like the way she presents herself is is very uh, almost enchanted in a way mm. and from that you're gonna seem kind of more like a, a Disney film than you are going to be seeming like an adult. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and so I don't think it's necessarily society as I think it's both. I think that society is, is positioning her in one way, but she's also positioning herself that way. Cause she could do the Miley thing where like Miley broke out of the Disney thing mm-hmm. very aggressively. And yeah. it's yeah. like, I am not that. And no. you will know me for me. I think she may be like aware that she can't like, she just is not going to have a normal life. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. So maybe for her, the like success part of it is just like a distraction. Like I have no choice but to live like this. So like I'm just going to do my riddles and release yeah. amazing music and just as long as I can say I'm the best. Well, and then it's got to be, be lonely worth it. on top. And she's said mm-hmm. that in Miss Americana. So it's like it's interesting when you see because like she's putting red in for all these Grammy nominations. And I'm like, girl, like the Grammys suck and everyone knows it. And you've won 30, you yeah. know? So it's like, you don't need that. And so for me as a fan, I'm like, I wish that she would do some grow drugs and like, yes. Do some drugs. <laughs> and like, or just find validation in right. different ways. Yes. You know, I agree with Cause that. I will listen mm-hmm. to her regardless, but yeah. Yeah. But that one is like, it, it, again, very reputation vibes and reputation was not, for yeah. me, just not my, my cup of tea. No. no, this was my least favorite on my first listen. Um, mm. it, the Billie Eilish thing. I, it, this was you, you should see me in a crown. This was Billie. right, hundred yeah. percent. So if that was on your first listen, what is ultimately question? That was my second choice. Yeah. I, I, it goes. I like the content. I've wondered if like, oh man, if I would have only just told that person what I was thinking, if I'd have only just mm-hmm. asked them. Mm-hmm. So it's very relatable and it works with the theme, but it just goes nowhere. That there's no movement. It's yeah. so boring um and i mean what what does it say about you when you're like fully sampling yourself mm -hmm. i just she worked that 1989 is her first album she worked with jack on and so like it's kind of just strange where they like we don't have a beat so we're just gonna go back into the vault and grab one i don't well, and that could be an allusion to, and I'm just thinking of this now, but Out of the Woods is entirely about a relationship of anxiety of just like, when's this going to end? When's it going to be over? Blah, blah, blah. And so I wonder if it's an allusion to that person. Mm. It, this is where like I think that she could have positioned the album mm-hmm. to help us get there. Because I think that, like, yeah, there are themes throughout her entire discography within this album. Or at least not, I would say... 1989 onwards there are themes throughout and she probably could have referenced those a little bit uh, or like been more overt in telling people I'm referencing past albums yeah and it would have I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know if it would have helped or not I mean it's like I don't know but Taylor's got to do Taylor yeah and that includes also acting in music videos acting <laughs> and directing now she, I, I think this entire yeah one that we didn't chat about at all is that she also like this is she directed something she she's only directed her music videos from Lover on, yeah. Girl, mm-hmm. you gotta diversify the creative team. I yeah no I agree, but I think that like she um, 
This this I can't believe that. This entire album, two things that we didn't chat about is there is a 3 a.m. edition with like six more songs. Mm -hmm. But additionally, the 13 song album, it's all going to be, it's going to be a a video album. So every song is going to have a video to it. It, I actually didn't know that. That's yeah. So every song and it's going to be like a, I just, to, to me, I just am like, girl, you are not Beyonce. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, and to be on, we'll take a note from Beyonce and make a film. Right. Don't do, like, it would have yeah. been, like, I love music. Like, I'd watch any film, but the videos are. Right. Yeah, if they're not connected, I don't know. I wonder if they, I wonder if she, they will be connected. Yeah. And we just have gotten two by themselves because they're not in the same part of the album either. So there's I'm a lot sorry. of room to tell. When are we getting that fucking Renaissance video thing? I what? don't think we are. I think she's just, I think her thing is like, it's just the music. Like, <gasps> I thought we were. Oh, I think we are. I think we are. Do you... Didn't she also say she was releasing part two, like, August 31st? Well, there's been a lot of rumors. There's been a lot of rumors. But I'll I need to know. But part two, I think, is supposed to be country. So, I mean... Huh? We'll see what happens. Oh, God. No, Renaissance. Like, if I have to... Comp- Renaissance is so good. Renaissance, Renaissance is so classic. All right. Well, um, last thing we got to do is single obsession. That's right. Okay, I have a good one this week. Um, you know, we've talked about Channel Trace on the pod before. Oh, yeah. He's a name who we see. He's up and coming. He's really on a lot of shit recently. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, so there's a song by Tanache that features him mm-hmm. called Hit Me Up for a Good Time. Oh, bop. So good. We love Tanache. We love oh. Tanache. Mm. What about you, Luke? Mine's About You by the 1975. Mm. Yeah, I gave Happiness sweet. my last single obsession yeah it's a good album what is it this week this week it is um walking on water the Knox. the Knox slapped they slapped me right over the face so fun you know i really regret not going but i was not feeling well and i had a 8 a.m the next day i was just like oh that's so late it's so late Mm -hmm. i slept through my alarm on monday yeah Yeah, it is what it is you know what i did too because i smoked too much (laughs) (laughs) so there you go same different strokes different strokes all right, Luke. Well, um, you finally got to do a Taylor Swift review. Aww, we're right. so happy that you were able to join. Yeah, right. thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. If, if people, timer. Mm-hmm. If people wanted to, um, you know, um, DP with you about, uh, oh man, about we're your gonna... obsession with the color maroon, where yeah. where, where could they do so? Um, on Instagram, perfect. L. L. Miller N. D. There you go. N. D. That's right, North Dakota boy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, not MD. People get very. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not smart. People ask me if I'm in real estate, but the ND mm-hmm. actually stands based, for not dumb. Based on, my... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from North Dakota, so that's yeah. added that yeah. I'm dumb. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the realist Simon. That's me on Instagram, and people go, "Oh, are you in real estate?" Mm. Real estate Simon. Dyslexia. I can see it. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. To me, it says. We have no attention span in this country. That's what it says to me. Anyways, so that's where I am. And if you want to follow my kooky little Spotify playlist, that's just whatever I'm liking at the time. I love this playlist. And if you want to follow me at the Aaron on all socials, uh, and then Bopper Flop at Bopper Flop Podcast. That's right. Please, please rate us, review us, give us the love, and let Mm. us know what you think about... um, the midnight's hour. That's right, and we do love hearing from you guys. Oh yeah, we do. I get a little, uh, just a little a <laughs> smile every time <laughs> someone goes, "Oh, I, I really loved listening to that last episode." I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's 
Don't you don't you stroke my ego that. like that. Stop that. All right. Well, thanks again, Lucas. This was fun. Oh, thank you. See right. ya. Bye.